the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm cold as cold as cold can be. be. I want to swim away, but don't know how. Sometimes it feels just like I'm falling in the ocean. Let the waves up, take me down. Let the hurricane set in motion. Yeah. Let the rain of what I feel right now come down. Let the rain come down. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. Thanks for listening to the show. Join me now live. Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hi, Rob. I'm doing fine. Nice to be back with you. Good vacation? Oh, great vacation. Too short as always. Yeah, is that kind of... Is the reflection of your life playing on to the reflection of Wall Street where... You go on vacation, people who care about money are gone, so let's not pay attention to the summer, go away. Um, is anything that's happening right now important? Well, yes. Um, you know, you've got a market now that's broken out to uh, to a new all-time high, and so that, that in and of itself is important, right? And I think um, depending on who you're talking to, you can hear the sound of one hand clapping at that breakout. <laughs> Or you can hear, you know, people jumping up and down and uh, and cheering loudly at the breakout. Um, I would probably fall more in the former camp. Um, I'm not overly excited by by this breakout, only because, um, you know, I, we already started from a point of high valuation. Um, you know, earnings growth is pretty limited if there's any earnings growth at all, and, and clearly economic growth has not been uh, been too stellar. And I. I just don't think that uh, on the other side of the whole Brexit thing uh, that you're likely to see uh, a, a strong acceleration in, in economic growth in the latter half of the year here, especially when you lump in um, that added obstacle or the added uncertainty surrounding the U.S. presidential election, which I think will continue to um, uh, weigh on business investment decisions in the second half of the year. So um it's truly remarkable, you know, that we're breaking out to all-time highs here. Um, but I can't say that I'm uh, feeling all that enthused by it, uh, based primarily on the fact that I look at things from a fundamental perspective, and uh, and the earnings growth, which is the driver of of equity prices, ultimately just is not there yet. But um, what seems to be driving things is, is this persistence of low interest rates that is, um, I think, convincing people that they have an opportunity to keep buying. Prices and our stocks at higher prices here, and keep selling them to the next person coming around at higher prices, um, and that can be sort of a dangerous trade-off um, eventually. But um, you know, what does eventually mean? You know, I don't know. These things can stay overextended and overbought for an extended period of time. With that said, I personally haven't altered my investment landscape terribly much. I bought more staples at the start of the year. Um, incorrectly correctly 
I incorrectly bought more European stocks at the beginning of the year with a 401k. I'm not really changing what I'm doing because of what you're saying. Should I be? Are you changing what you're doing? Um, market's at a high. It's, it's, it's lovely. Um, but like you said, it's, it's overvalued. Should we be scaling back, do you think? Should right. the well, listener be know, thinking about it? Yeah, you know, I think you, you should always take a step back and just, you know, look at your, look at your portfolio, look at the things that have done, you know, very well. Um, have they gotten somewhat, you know, have they gotten overpriced, overextended? Uh, I think there's certain pockets of the market that are certainly, uh, would qualify for some, Potential rebalancing, or at least you know, trimming some some of those gains and moving into some other beaten down areas. If you have this longer term mindset that is, you know, often associated with a 401k type plan, and so, you know, when I look at uh, areas like the utilities and the telecom services sectors, which are outperforming this this year uh, tremendously, um, they're both up you know 20 percent year to date versus the S&P 500, which is up five percent. Um, and you, you know, there's a clear reach for yield in those particular areas. Um, and, uh, so I think in, you know, uh, big moves like that in the short amount of time we've seen, you know, allow for some, um, trimming of those positions and maybe looking into, looking to redeploy them into other areas like the beaten down retailers, which, you know, are obviously lower, uh, have lower stock prices, um. Uh, may not have the best earnings multiples yet, but that's reflective of a sector that is, you know, in the midst of, um, you know, strong earnings challenges, but perhaps closer to the to the end of an earnings trough than than the beginning, and and could be a good spot to scale into for a, for a longer term type investment position. So what you're really saying is we should all just pack it up and start playing Pokemon Go for the rest of the summer. Um, have, you, have you caught on to that phenomenon? Have you seen it? Fortunately, I have not. So um, okay. I've, I've heard about it, but uh, I'm not a Pokemon uh, type of type of guy here. When you're driving home today, if you're on the train or whatever transportation you take, look around, and what you're going to see are people looking at their phones trying to find objects. And I didn't believe it until actually yesterday. I started noticing people are it's it's aggressive. It's probably the biggest fad I've seen in quite a while of people uh, out walking around in, in malls and in churches and uh, on on public streets, just looking at their phone, looking for imaginary objects. Right. So, and we all wonder why uh, U.S. productivity is so low these days, right? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> oh, it. I say we join the crowd, don't fight them, just like the stock market hitting all time highs. Right. Um, Taking a look at some of the other issues out there, uh, what are you seeing that's important other than the Brexit and interest rates in the United States? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this interest rate thing is really, really something else. Um, and, you know, you can see that here you have, um, you know, bond prices basically are 52-week, I'm sorry, you know, bond yields are at around 52-week lows right around the time. You know, stock prices are all-time highs, so you can you can sort of see that trade-off there and how it's working to the advantage of the equity market, and so that becomes potentially a, a risk here in this equity market rally. Is if you get some type of um, you know capitulation in that treasury market, where um, you know big players just think things are too overextended and stretched, and then you see some selling there that drives interest rates up, that would you know most likely slow the advance that you've seen here in the stock market of late uh, as, you know, these high valuations and then <clears throat> be called into even more questions. So it's 
a really interesting dynamic unfolding there right now. But, um, you know, we're about ready to run into uh, the, the bulk of the second quarter earnings reporting period, um, which for me is always really important. Um, and I think the guidance uh, obviously is more more so important this time around than, than past periods because, um, you know, we have a market that's really being driven right now and the expectation that you will see this earnings acceleration in the second half of the year, that you will see an economic acceleration in the second half of the year. And as I said at the top of the interview, I'm not really convinced of that, knowing that um, that more uncertainty was kicked up with the Brexit vote. You've got the presidential election sitting out there on the near horizon. Uh, you've also had a dollar that has sort of reasserted itself in terms of some of the strength uh, that um, weighed against the U.S. multinationals last year uh, when it came to uh, to earnings <clears throat> growth. So, um, so I'm really going to be keen on uh, listening to what uh, these companies are saying about their uh, their guidance for the third quarter and, and for the full year. Now, I've seen numbers, Mr. O'Hara, that kind of suggest that earnings will pick up. In the back half of the year, we seems like two or three years in a row now we've been saying the back half of the year is where the action is, the back half of the year. Right. Um, and I, I think even some briefing numbers have said things look to look a little bit better, um, not in the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I, I, do you put hope in that or do you expect realistically for the numbers to come down? Um, right. Yeah, there's Because Wall Street tends to over... Yeah, there's there's always some hockey stick forecasting when it comes to earnings growth estimates. Um, now okay. we use uh, we reference the data provided by S and P Capital IQ in terms of what okay. consensus earnings expectations are. Uh, and in the you know third quarter, we're looking uh, the S and P Capital IQ consensus estimate calls for two percent growth. Uh, in the fourth quarter, it's seven point nine percent. So, uh, but just for some comp- perspective there. On January 1, the fourth quarter earnings growth estimate was at 15.2%. Okay, so we've almost cut that in half, and, and that's not unusual. I think you see these estimates come down as the year starts to unfold and analysts have more information available to them. But but that is the rub here is that, you know, uh, if we get those earnings growth story comes to fruition, as analysts now expect, then sure, then you can start to justify some of the valuations, higher valuations you're seeing right now. But uh, history has shown that you typically see uh, estimates come down, and so there are some questions that still revolve around whether those um, higher growth estimates in the third, fourth quarter, and then even into 2017 are achievable. Um, you know, right now the first quarter growth estimate for 2017 is 16.1%. So um, not going to put a whole lot of stock in that, knowing <laughs> knowing what uh, historical trend has been um, uh, as it relates to earnings growth estimates. Also, looking forward to the second half of the year, we get the elections, and we are starting to move. We are in July, so we're in the second half of the year. Um, do you expect the campaign to be positive or negative for Wall Street? Um, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll probably be neutral because I think, you know, the market knows that it it's, knows already it's probably going to be a pretty nasty campaign. Um, okay. And uh, and I think the market is um, – you know, probably if it can get some sense that it's going to have more of like that's the split executive and congressional um, houses, so you don't really have a strong mandate. Um, you know, the market can probably see itself through something like that. Um, so, uh, you know, and right now that seems to be what the consensus view is right now that uh, that you know Mrs. Clinton would 
you know, is the front runner, so to speak. Um, but that, you know, Congress probably still likely to be controlled by the Republicans. And so, um, and we see the market obviously pressed to new highs here, you know, with a similar makeup here in, in, uh, okay. between the executive branch and the congressional branch right now. So, so it could be neutral. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. Great source of information. I start my day every day with his articles, his page one to be specific. You can find more at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.